On today's episode, 11th episode of For Foster's Sake, we say hello again in the brand new year. We recap what's been going on uh, since Thanksgiving. Uh, I begin to explore and dissect what's been happening for the past four months and uh, what else I can give, what tips, advice I can give to people who are going to be doing this for the first time uh, and how to make this podcast as helpful for them because that is the overall goal. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about what it feels like to be out and about with Monstro. Um, <clears throat> carrying a baby around strapped to your chest is an interesting experience, and uh, how you are perceived in the public is also a little different. And I'm going to close by saying goodbye to Christmas. Thank you, baby Jesus. Uh, revisit changing tables and uh, talk about the TV debate again. Uh, so stay tuned, and this is for Foster Sick. By the way, little uh, insider, insider knowledge on how these things are recorded. Typically, what I will do is I will record the episode, I will go back, and then record this little segment that explains what it is that we're talking about, but I hadn't done that for like four episodes, five episodes, so last one, episode 10, I recorded it, and then I launched into what I was going to do, but I, I hadn't been, I wasn't warmed up, I wasn't ready to go, so I was a little lower energy, and listener Adam uh, made sure to let me know, so Adam, you can kiss my ass. What a lovely little intro that was. Uh, um, we're returning from me telling Adam to kiss my ass uh, and probably some theme music. You know, it's 11 episodes in. I've been doing this since July and I still don't have a solid uh, theme song. So if anybody out there has an idea for a theme song or would like to just record one and donate it to the cause, that'd be really wonderful. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to continue to use whatever generic anchor uh, information we have. Also, uh, I don't know if, if you guys know of the program that I'm using. So Anchor is the main app that I'm recording this podcast on. And you are probably listening to this not on Anchor. You're probably listening either on Apple or Google uh, Podcasts. You could be listening to it on Overcast, Spotify, any of the other ones. Uh, Anchor, it seems, is the is one of the least ones. Also, there was an Amazon uh, Alexa in there, which was really cool, I thought. But... Uh, I, I digress. Um, I record it on the Anchor uh, app, and then it sends it out to all those different things. Did you guys know I could be making money doing this shit? There's there's a little uh, there's a little button where I press where I can you can either donate to the program and and fund this as if it were my actual everyday uh, today job, or I could do commercials, and it would it would add commercials on to the to the podcast, and every time somebody listened to it, I would make some money. But I decided against it uh, for a few reasons. One, I'm just very grateful that you guys are listening. I don't, I don't feel the need right now to uh, make you listen to more ads because they piss me off. However, uh, to quote my brother-in-law, however, comma, I, I look back at how many listens we've had, and it's in the it's in the hundreds, in the high hundreds. We're almost at a thousand listens, um, which total, not per episode, obviously, but total. And I think to myself. Oh, fuck if I had if I had had a dollar for every one of those listens from the very beginning I would have had I would that would have been a nice chunk of change um it would have paid for this for this uh uh board it could have paid for a new computer anyway I don't think I'm going to make uh, I'm not going to enable the ads yet but I may enable enable the uh the donation thing just saying feel free to donate to the cause 
Okay, that being said, super digression. Uh, I want to talk about what's been going on with Monstro, with Heather and myself since uh, Thanksgiving. I recorded one a few days before Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday, and I said I would try and record one before Christmas, and I tried, but I, I wasn't in the right headspace. Uh, there's a lot going on in the case, and uh, I my main goal for this is for it to be helpful to people who are also going to try and enter the foster care system, whether they be um, foster to adopt or just straight foster or adopt, whatever, any sort of resource parent uh, that's looking for um, materials and just advice and any sort of uh, resources out there that they can, they can ingest and digest and, and listen to and watch. I wanted this to help them somehow. So I wasn't in the right headspace because I felt like all I would do is complain where I try to put in at least a little nugget of information of like, this is my experience. And well, I complain at the very end, but that has nothing to do with anything uh, relating to the, the foster care system. But uh, I try to uh, give a little bit of insider information, a little bit of nugget, something that they can take away with them and go, okay, well, this is this person's experience. Um, but I felt like it would mostly be complaining because uh, I was, I was really, really just upset about a lot of things that have been happening. I've calmed down. It's currently January. Happy New Year. Uh, it's almost the year of the rat in the Chinese, the, sorry, the Lunar New Year. Um, in case anybody had a year of the rat on their, for foster sake, bingo, you can mark off that space. Uh, and and uh, I feel like I'm in a little bit of a better headspace to talk about and, and help out. So What's something that other than the nuts and bolts of how to, how to become a resource parent or a foster parent, uh, what should you know before you launch into this? And, and I can tell you that uh, one thing that you should know, and I've been saying it for a long time, but I'm not saying it just to, for the sake of repeating it, but I, I mean it every single time I say it, is that uh, resource parents and foster parents are, it's the same thing, but resource parents are in the dark 99.9% .9 of the time. We have very little information given to us, especially about the case, as it's not related to the child that we currently have in our placement. And even then, some information is just not given to us. And you have to be okay with knowing that right off the bat and just know and have the expectation of, oh, maybe it'll be different. No, no, that's, I'm sorry. At least people I've spoken to or how I've experienced it, it's not going to happen. You're going to, you're just going to be in the dark with a lot of things and you're just not going to know not because anybody is maliciously withholding any information from you. And at first you're going to want to know everything about the case, but there's things that the social worker, the lawyers, the people can't tell you, won't tell you. And then you realize a little bit down the road that it's not as important as you first thought it would be. But really uh, what it is, is, is the information that you want to know eventually is what's going to happen, especially if your goal uh, is to adopt. Uh, if your goal is just to foster and take care of a little one while they are, uh, while they're, while they need it and you can do that, great. Uh, you don't necessarily, you know that the end game is okay, that that child is going to be returned to their family. But if your end goal is to adopt and, and this is what you're banking on, you're not going to know the outcome. So there was a, there was a court case that, that had happened and, um, the long and short of it is that's still up in the air. We don't know how or when or what the timeline could be. It's so, there's so many different possibilities and fragmentations that can happen 
uh, one thing happens and then it'll lead to another one or something else that's in play concurrently will also happen. I know it's very vague, uh, but that's the truth. The, the overall point of all this is that it is, it is sort of in this gray unknown area. And if you can, if you can hang in that area and you feel good about that, more power to you. I'm having a hard time with that, uh, right now. And I'm also having a hard time dealing with, uh, and what you should also know is that when you have to deal with the parents, the biological parents, they have still, while they, while they're, rights are suspended and to some degree they still have ultimate say about what happens with their child they're the the biological parents of monstro want to have uh oh let's see i guess i can say it they want to pierce her ears heather and i do not want to pierce her ears she's a very very young girl and we don't think it really matters a lot of a lot of uh they're like oh we want her to look like a girl we want her to look like a girl who gives a shit? She's a baby. You know, I, so many people have come up to, to me when I'm holding Monstro and like, oh, what a cute little boy. And I'm like, okay, thanks. I don't give a fuck what they think. And, and you know what? Maybe, maybe Monstro will identify as a boy. Great. Whatever. Doesn't, doesn't matter. The point is that I don't feel, Heather and I don't feel comfortable piercing the ears. Now, we don't get to say. We don't really get to make that decision. We can hope and try and 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 talk to them but reality is if if the if the bio parent says okay you're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and do it this is the date this is what we're doing it we're gonna use one of our visits for it and we have to take we have to take the child and kind of just sit there with our hands uh sitting on our hands and that kind of sucks and uh again we have grown so attached and i think just so many resource parents do because you have no, you have no choice. There's, it's all, it's impossible not to grow attached and feel as if this child that's been living with you and you get to see grow and change, isn't yours, isn't permanently yours. Um, but you just have to continue to remind yourself that they, they aren't. So keep that in mind as you, as you continue on with this journey. Uh, and really, the most difficult thing is going to be dealing with the family and the bio parents. It's, it's. It's been something that's just been weighing on me and I've been having such a hard time dealing and processing and just working through knowing that these uh, these people are the ones that will, I mean, may or may not get placement of her back, but just, just we have to deal with them. And more often than not, they're not people who have their shit together. If they were, they wouldn't be in this situation. And it's just hard because you you are essentially rubbing elbows and you have to, I mean, you don't have to be nice, but it makes things easier and you don't, you feel uncomfortable kind of going, okay, when, when, what should I say? What shouldn't I say? Oh, should I just knock my printer? What should I say? What shouldn't I say? Um, and it's, it, and then you go home and then I go home and I think about, oh, fuck. You know, I have another visit, there's another visit coming up tomorrow. There's another visit coming up in a few days and, and it, it ruins her routine and you don't, I mean, you don't dislike the people because you you don't really know them, but you don't, you're not friends with them either. You're in this weird, again, sort of gray limbo area. Um, And, and I, I often leave the visits feeling really sad and depressed because I see what's happening and I can, I, I envision her potential future and, uh, 
how it would be different if she if she didn't go back. And I don't know, again, who knows what's going to happen, but I've always played the what if game. What if, what if, what if I live in, in this area of, of uncertainties and speculation and I shouldn't, I should live in the moment. But the reality is it's, it's really hard for me to do that. Also, kind of uh, venturing off of, of the foster parent thing, um, resource parent thing, I found that I'm not a really big fan of the infant stage. <laughs> I love Monstro. Don't get me wrong. I adore that little girl. And she's a sweetheart. And every time she smiles at me, it melts my heart. And it's really fucking adorable. That being said, there are so many aspects of the infant stage that just are fucking kicking my ass. And a lot of it has to do with sleep. A lot of it is not being able to really communicate or be just knowing how to quote unquote fix the baby at that time they're crying why well, i don't know i don't know uh and it's it's changed uh you know before maybe i felt a little bit more optimistic a little bit more uh uh hold on pause sorry about that uh got an email from the social worker just giving us uh new information that i'm not really a big fan of but I can't do anything about. And that was another thing. I mean, that's kind of goes to show you how things are. Literally, we can get information at any moment about the the case and uh, something that we have to do, even though we don't want to do it. So I lost my train of thought of what I was doing before. Um, so I think I'm going to end this segment right now. If you've never had a baby strapped to your chest and uh, how other people react to you, and it's just uh, uh, something that I obviously I would have never done before, um, but it it makes people and also not just me, but but watching Heather be in the exact same situation, but how uh, different our responses are. Just because I'm a guy, and just because she's a girl, she's a gal. Uh, so we often go. We try not to let having a baby get in the way of a lot of the, the things that we used to do together. So if we used to go out to restaurants, we go out to restaurants now. If we go, if we went to uh, farmer's markets, we go to farmer's markets now. You know, we try and just keep it as normal as possible and obviously take the baby with us whenever we, wherever we can go. But whenever we go to the strip club, got to leave the baby at home, you know, because she uh, would obviously would get a lot of attention and it just would be awkward. So we... Uh, I have, not Heather so much, I have a hard time with looking, with appearances and looking like a really shitty parent or foster parent, but they don't know, just, just parent, uh, when the baby is crying and they're with me. Now, I understand that anybody who's had a child uh, will understand and, and empathize with us and say, well, that, that sucks, I get it, but no judgment, no harm, no foul. Anyone who is not a parent will see that and go, oh my goodness, can you look at that? They don't even know how to control their own baby. That that person shouldn't even have a baby. Why do they have a baby? And it and I, I feel it, especially when uh, Monstro is throwing a, a full-on tantrum. And she, and she does it because we'll be out for a, a good number of hours. We'll be out when she's supposed to be taking a nap. So she's getting sleepy. So she has, she cries and, and before she, right after she cries, she goes to sleep, but she kind of has to throw a little bit of a tantrum in order for her to fall asleep still. And, uh, being in the, uh, we were in the, uh, beverage aisle while 
Monstro was throwing her tantrum and I'm just rocking her and rocking her and shaking her and bouncing her and going, okay, go to sleep, go to sleep. Meanwhile, people are like going about their regular day, trying not to look, but in reality, I can see people just staring at us. And it's something that I got to get over because in reality, who gives a shit? The, the truth of the matter is they're not me. I'm never going to see them again. They don't know what the fuck is going on and they certainly don't know the situation. So they have no right to judge. They have no right to have an opinion. And if they do, again, who gives a shit? Because I'm not going to see them ever again and, and, and it's not going to affect me. So I'm starting to get a little bit more comfortable with that. I'm starting to get a little bit more comfortable just being in the headspace of like, okay, it's okay. No one, I don't care. They can judge me. I don't care. They're looking at me. Is My main focus is on Monstro. By the way, I've almost dropped her name like five times. Whenever we go someplace that is, you know, a little bit more hipstery, we're, we're the younger people. So we, we go to Target a lot, and that's fine uh, because Target is a public place where mo- a lot of parents go. But we went to a coffee shop that had a lot of young professionals. And it was in the middle of the day, right? We went, we had a cup of coffee, had a, a croissant, and... Uh, I, I felt bad because I knew that she was starting to get fussy and I knew she was going to start getting tired and I can feel all these young people who have their MacBooks out and they're like tapping away and uh, and I, I don't know, I don't know what's what's etiquette there. If I should be, yeah, okay, I shouldn't care that people are judging me, that fine, got that out of the way, but what's etiquette? Should I should I take the baby out and and rock her on the street so that people can get work done? It's a public place. It's the middle of the day. If they want to work in a coffee shop, they should also they should understand that's going to happen. But at the same time, I also understand, you know, it it is a quiet area. It's it's quiet and like a little library. There's free internet. I don't know. What do you guys think? Should I sh- should I try and remove the the baby from that situation? Or should I just say fuck it? Here we are. You you're all going to hear Y'all going to hear some fucking screaming right now. Please enjoy. If you if y'all didn't want to have kids before, you sure shit aren't going to want to have kids after uh, watching this little one scream her head off. But I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. And I remember uh, looking back on, on previous episodes, I had initially thought, oh, what if, if she's calm, I can go to a Monday screening of a movie where there's nobody. No, I'm not fucking doing that. It takes, it takes us 20 minutes to get out the door to go to to run one errand because we got to take bags we got to get the bags ready we got to get diapers ready we got to get the wipes ready we got to get her in her car seat we got to make her car seat make sure it's good and then I got to go to the bathroom and then Heather's got to go to the bathroom and I got to get my cup of coffee it's just it's a bunch of shit to go do one quick thing it takes longer to get ready than to actually go out so I'm not going to go do that for a movie and I'm not going to be able to really relax into the movie and enjoy it like as much as I would so but you'll be happy to know that we have been able to be uh, going to watch movies Heather's been very good she's uh, let me Go see a few screenings. Saw Ford vs. Ferrari. Enjoyed it. Uh, we saw Rise of the Skywalker. Enjoyed it. Uh, and and uh, we're trying to have our date nights as we usually do. So when we're out in public, typically I've noticed that most people think Monstro is a boy when she's strapped to my chest. And then when she's with Heather, she's a girl. Could be the outfits. Could be people's perception of oh well obviously the dad's taking care of his son and the daughter just maybe that's the way that they that they compartmentalize in their mind um but i will say that if you are ever do become a parent listener and you see another family parent 
going through the shit with their kid. As much as you think you can help, as much as you might feel like, oh, I can offer some enlightenment, some, I can offer some, some release uh, from, from this moment of tension with something, with a piece of advice. I just got to go over and be like, hey, I got you. Let me tell you what help will help me. Don't. There are two times where I had to keep Heather from killing a motherfucker because they felt so the impulse obliged to to shower us with their expertise in child rearing. It's like, yeah, you may be the the head of of uh, the National Association for the Education of Young Children. I got a fucking child screaming at me right now. I don't want to hear you. You're not helping. That's me. You might be different. Maybe that parent does, but but I'm going to go ahead and assume that really they just want to be left alone and you just go about your business. Uh, sometimes shit happens in public. Uh, so Heather was holding the baby. Twi- and by the way, it, it's b- both times that I'm going to express my, uh, talk about the experiences we've had, they both have happened to Heather and I've just been a, a bystander witness, uh, somebody, a buffer to be like, get the fuck away. But they haven't happened to me, which I find fascinating. And, and we can dissect that till the cows come home. Maybe they just didn't, f- maybe it's just the people, maybe they felt, more comfortable telling a woman what to do than telling a man what to do. I don't know. I just, I just, it's just, it's weird. It's fascinating. So Heather's holding the baby. Baby's having a shit fit. Lady comes over and goes with an accent. I don't know from where. Doesn't matter. Just like, oh, hold the baby. Hold the baby. Oh, well, sometimes the baby has a gas, has gas. So if you hold the baby like this on your side and, and like, oh, it'll help the baby stop crying. I could, I could hear the snap in my wife's head of like I'm about to kill a bitch and I, I she looked at me and I go oh okay uh, 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 thank you I miss thank ma'am we got it we're good she's like oh oh uh, oh okay thank you thank you and she but she was she thought she was delivering she pearls from swine she was delivering the the ten commandments down they were coming she was Moses she was going to tell us all about what we needed to do and she was seconds away from being murdered. Although I don't think a judge would have convicted her. Convicted my wife, that is. Second time, guy, we're at the farmer's market. Again, accent. Don't know if it's a cultural thing. Don't know what culture they're com- they came from. Probably different, I'm assuming. But not American initially is what I'm saying. Uh, uh, they didn't grow up here. Because I think that's probably more of an American thing where it's kind of like... You, independence uh, it's not a village not everybody gets to say this is my kid my shit my my rules butt out but i digress uh the the other gentleman we're at a farmer's market monstrous throwing a shit fit uh he he says you know this is this is a really good this is a really good hole i my 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 uh my sister is the president of pediatrics over at yada 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 bullshit 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 and this and you got to do the spider hold have you done the spider hold let me show you. Give me your baby. Let me hold your baby. I'll show you the spider hold. And Heather, like a mama bear, steps. She's like, no, 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 no. We're 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 okay. We're okay. He's like, oh, okay. Well, uh, and he he didn't miss the beat. He's like, well, this is what you do. Hold her on it. I'm like, yes, we know. We do the we call the football hold. We do the football hold. Yes, we do it. Thank you. It's like, oh yeah. And also, you got to give them gripe water for their colic. Great. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Back the fuck up. But but that that somebody felt so comfortable to be like here. Hand me your baby, stranger. I will go ahead and show you the magic that 
I don't great. I'm sure even if it was the magic hold, even if if you did have the answer to solve her problems, don't touch my fucking baby. Back the fuck up. Again, Heather almost murdered a motherfucker. Oh man, just the day to day with having having a kid out in public is is marvelous. New year, new me. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, did anybody actually go back and count how many times I say, so that's our show? I don't think, but so that's our show. Uh, not going to be a really long complaint session, which is which is code for it's going to be a very long complaint session. Uh, Christmas is over. Thank the baby fucking Jesus. Okay, I get it. I get it. I'm a grouch. Most people are not, uh, they don't share my sentiment of not being a huge fan of Christmas, they say to me, Rogelio, why are you not a big fan of Christmas? Who hurt you? Nobody hurt me. I had a very nice childhood as far as Christmas goes. Uh, every year, you know, presents were there. I don't have any outstanding memories, but I also don't have any bad memories about Christmas. It's just a little much for me, and that's okay. I just, I just don't like being bombarded for what feels like eons, but is really only realistically, I don't know, what's before Thanksgiving, so I don't know, uh, 45 days, maybe less, just red and green, red and green, red and green, it was the most wonderful, I uh, want to wish you a merry, I get it, I get it, I, I just don't see what all the magic is about. I realize I might be crucified for saying that, however, I don't know how many Jews I have that are listening, so I may not be, uh, but... I'm happy to see it go. I'm not being a grouch on purpose. I promise you. That's mostly a, a, a note for my wife. Because I try and get into the spirit. I, You know, I put up the decorations. I play the music. I got the records. I just, I get it. I get it after a day or two or three. Eh, whatever. But I will say I had, uh, uh, went to uh, our our friends, our other resource family friends. Uh, to their house after Christmas for Boxing Day, and I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed hanging out with them and just shooting the shit, and I understand that that's what Christmas is, and that's what we did on Christmas, and that was fun as well, but... Eh. So it's over. New Year's over. And if there's if there's one fucking holiday I care I, I care less about than Christmas, it's fucking New Year's Eve. I, I just... That one, I really... Great. We turned the clock, turned the calendar... Dick Clark is on the team, not anymore, may he rest in peace, but uh, um, Steve Harvey and Fat Carson Daly and uh, who's the other guy? American Idol, Ryan Seacrest, on the TV and they're talking about what? I don't know, but it's always on and uh, we stayed up till midnight, but just barely. I I just, I, I have zero fucks to give for that one, but it's all over. It's January. Now here we are. It's cold. It's beautiful. It's marathon season. I'm in the midst of, of running a marathon. How do you know uh, somebody's running a marathon? Because they fucking tell you. That's why. I want to revisit about two, three episodes ago. I uh, may have prematurely been a dick about changing tables. And uh, let me tell you why. So that place that opened up the brand new, big, beautiful food hall right down the street from us, then I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. There's not, there's not a fucking changing table in there. How is there not a changing table in there? Oh, Target's got changing tables. Fuck yeah, Target. Yeah, go Target. 
Heather goes to me. She says, did you check the handicap stall? No. Why would I? Why would I? No. Check the handicap stall. So Heather changes the baby in, in the women's bathroom because it's advertised out front of the women's bathroom, changing table underneath there. Not advertised in the men's one. I walk into the men's bathroom. There's no changing table. But she says, check the handicap stall. So sure as shit, I go and I check the handicap stall. And yep, there's there's one right there. Chilling. Nice, beautiful, brand new, state-of-the-art changing table. Uh, I, I, I felt like an asshole. And then, um, we went somewhere else again and, uh, she's like, well, I'll, I'll take it cause it's probably one of the, one of the women's bathroom, but she's like, check, check the men's bathroom, check the, uh, the handicap stall and sure shit. There it is. So I'm, I may need to go revisit a bunch of bathrooms to just make sure that there really isn't one in the handicap stall because there may very well be one in there and I'm a real dick. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm owning up to that one. Whoops. Sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll report back, but, um, you can go to that food hall now. Let me know, men, uh, go to when you're, when you're, uh, in the bathroom, let me know if you see one that's in there. Also, they're very sleek. I'm used to the ones with the koalas on them. Like the, the, the parent koala, the daddy koala and the baby koala. I'm assuming daddy, maybe mommy koala, whatever the parent koala and the baby koala. Uh, and, uh, it's like, it's plastic and it looks like it's, you know, from 1992 and you pull it down and the straps are all frayed and shit. Like that's what I'm used to. But then I, I walk in and, and it's, there's the brand new silver ones that are flush up against the wall. Like you have to mount them into the wall and they've got a big, beautiful handle and like the inside is plastic that looks brand new and pristine. I didn't, I didn't know those were changing tables. I just thought, I, I thought they were like service things for people, for the janitors or the custodians that come in and change the, the paper towels and whatnot. I, I, I'm a real dick. Okay. Uh, to finish this segment. See, I told you it was a short one, short and sweet. Boom, get in, get out, bitch about something and on you go. I know you guys got things to do. Some of you are riding the subway. Some of you are sitting in traffic. Others are probably sitting at their desk listening to this when they should be doing work. We went to the pediatrician again, uh, as we have to, because she's a baby. This time they were telling us about milestones and, and all this sort of stuff. And they asked us the question, oh, does, does she have any screen time? And we paused and we paused and we paused because she does get a little screen time with us. Now, again, I've, I've touched on this briefly. Everything in moderation. I get it. However, the current uh, Pediatrics of America, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what the organization is, but P- the United States Association of Pediatrics, the USAP, them, USAP, uh, they, they say that there should be zero screen time for children under the ages of two. It's two and younger. So no TV, no phone, no computer, nothing. Bubkas, zilch. And I get that. I do understand the idea behind it because you don't want parents to just give the child the the phone or the tablet or whatever or just sit them in front of a TV. I was raised in front of a TV. I turned out fine. But what we do here in in the household is, is we watch TV together. So what TV has she gotten? And is it really that bad? She's watched football. She's watched The Great British Bake Off or the, the British Baking Show. She's watched 
a lot of Disney classics. So, you know, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Frozen, especially when she's with my mom, my mom will sit and she's, she's watching those things on Disney plus, uh, and, and she'll watch it in Spanish. Hey, it's a different language. She's watching, she's, she's getting that, but, but she's never just left alone. She's always with another adult and there's interactions and, uh, uh, she's watching Jeopardy. Those are the four things that she's watching. And it's not like she's watching them hours on end. It's they're on in the background, uh, or, or yeah, they're on in the background while we're doing other things with her. I don't think that's that bad. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, though, because according to the, the USAP, I really don't think that's them, by the way. I'm just saying the United States United States Association of Pediatrics, uh, uh, they, they uh, say zero. And I think it has to do with their brain developing, and I do understand that. Uh, and I think uh, limit and balance and everything. But, I mean, come on. What am I going to do? Tell her the fucking Green Bay Packers score? No, she's got to watch it with me. This Saturday, Packers, Sunday, Packers against Seahawks, go Pack go. Uh, but I think, uh, I think we're going to keep on, keep on doing what we're doing. Also, we love the, we watch the Mandalorian when she's gone to sleep because we have to have all the lights up because that show was so fucking dark. I can't see anything. It's because of the HDR thing, but you have to turn out every single light and I got to like close the curtains and shit. And so I can watch the child do her, his, her, their magic hand wavy thing really, really sweet sweet show cute show not cute fun show if you like the star wars uh, i always feel like after every scene like the mandalorian can come on and just do his deep voice the mandalorian um so every time you're watching that show please feel free to just think of me watching the show going the mandalorian yeah we're gonna keep on watching disney classics and football and, and gbbo uh i think it's fine i think it's okay if not, fucking sue me. That's our show. Thanks for listening. I said a lot of bad things in this one. I appreciate you uh, listening all the way to the end. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna try and put in a, a little Easter egg, and uh, you tell me what you think that is, and uh, I'll tell you. Just say it's it's. This sound happens at three o'clock in the fucking morning. Take care. I'll see you soon.